You are listening to the Revive the World Ministries podcast. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.org or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. Thank you for your love. So thankful. So thankful for him. You know, I was thinking in the prayer room before service. Wow. I just was reminded of the cross and how Jesus made a way to allow us to love. (laughs) Right? He came and he loved. He gave him his whole self. And he made a way for us to love like him. I was just, there's just a little snippet, and I was like, wow, thank you, Jesus. Um, so anyways, that's just, you know, something, something that was, I'm processing. But um, I'm Nikki, and if, it's, if you're new here, um, Nice to meet you. I'd love to meet you in person afterwards, but glad you're here. Um, Do you guys feel God's presence here today? So good. So good. Um, There's a theme, if you haven't noticed, (laughs) today and actually for the last week or so, there's been, we've been talking about honor a lot. It's just been coming up in conversation, and um, Tony talked about it on a Wednesday. He said that he was going to start a series on it. So uh, I was like, I'm jumping in on that, you know, um, because I knew I was teaching today, and I kind of already had um, just been processing with Jesus more about honor. Um, It is one of our core values. Um, And actually, um, Rachel, if you could put um, the core values up there. Um, I just felt like Jesus was saying, well, I felt like he's been saying for months now to me personally, get back to the basics. Let's get back to the basics. And so um, he reminded me of that this week. Let's get back to the basics. Um, Habakkuk 2.2 says, make the vision plain so they can read it and run with it, right? If we don't know what the vision is, how can we run with it, right? And I was just thinking in context of what it looks like in a local church. What's the vision in the church? What? What are we doing? Why are we here, right? I was <laughs> just having all these questions and dialoguing with Holy Spirit. And um, it was just highlighted honor. And so one of our core values is honor. Our, these are our core values here. Intimacy, identity, impact, and honor. That's the vision of this ministry. Um, obviously, the plan is to, to cultivate it here and take it to the nations of the world, Right? spread the gospel. But like Tony says, in order to create a culture around you, you have to first create it on the inside of you. It starts with me, right? I start, I can't teach on intimacy if I'm not intimate with Jesus. I don't have anything to give. I don't have anything to impart. I can impart words all day long, but if I don't live it, I can't impart anything to you guys, nothing, without living it first. 
Same with identity. If I don't know my identity in Christ and I don't live it, then I can't impart that to anyone. I can't show them and reveal to them who they are in Jesus, right? Same with impact, impacting the world around us. And same with honor. And you know, honor is the one that holds all these others together. Because honor, because love looks like honor. We say love looks like something. Leif Hetland says, honor looks, or love looks like honor. That's what love is, honor. Jesus showed us that when he sent his son to die for us. Because the definition of the word honor is to place the correct value upon a person. And Jesus showed us how valuable every person on the planet is to him, right? We're pretty valuable if he sent his son to die for us, right? It's not arrogance. It's just how he sees us, right? We're valuable to him. And so every person on the planet, whether they know Jesus or not, has that same value to God. So honor places the correct value. See someone through the eyes of Jesus. See something with a heavenly lens. This is who they are. And it, and it treats them accordingly. And that's why it's love. That's what love is. And we know in the word um, that without love we have nothing. Without love we have nothing. Nothing. So we are commanded to love. We all know that. We're commanded to love in the Bible. Jesus showed us what that looks like. He honored every person that was in front of him. He placed the correct value upon each person that he was encountering when he was here. And Jesus sets the standard for all of us. We are to love every person, regardless. You can't have love without honor, because honor is what love looks like. So honor is very, very important, right? Am I convincing you yet? <laughs> honor is very important. You know, one of my passions for the local church, I have such a heart for the local church. I definitely feel called to the local church. Um, and one of my passions is to see the local church operate as a healthy family. What does that mean? It means relational health and wholeness, because that's what Jesus paid for. God cares about relationship above everything, because he cares about love. He cares about people, right? Relationship above everything else. That's the God that we serve, right? So I'm... You know, I'm, I'm sure my story is like a lot of yours. Maybe not, but probably most of you. I, I grew up in church my entire life. My dad was a staff pastor of a very big church here in Indianapolis for like 30 years. Um, I saw the ins and outs of ministry. I saw all kinds of things. I saw aspects of very healthy church culture. And I've also seen aspects of unhealthy church culture. Ter you know, hurtful relationships not healthy relationships where people love and honor one another, right? I've seen, I've seen both aspects. And so it's important to me that we know what it looks like to operate as a healthy church family because that's God's heart for us. That's what the church is for. Um, you know, we can't, I, I believe that some people don't even, like a lot of Christians don't even know why we go to church. 
right? Habakkuk 2.2. 2. What's the vision? Why, why are we doing what we're doing? We need to know why we're doing what we're doing. A lot of Christians, I think, believe in it. Me, at one time, I believed that I only go to church to be a good Christian girl. That's just what the duty is. Go to church on Sunday. Some Christians believe that you're a Christian because you go to church. <laughs> um, but what I have come to learn is that we come to church so that this is the place where we learn to be the body of Christ. This is the place where we learn to be relational, where we learn to love. If we cannot love one another, honor one another, and represent who God is to each other in here, how can we represent to the world around us, which is what the body of Christ is called to do, to who God is? Let me just ask you guys that. I'm asking myself these same questions, right? How? If we are not healthy in here, like I said, if we cannot create a culture and live it out here, first starting with me and then in here, how can we bring that and change the culture outside of here? And let me tell you something. John 13, 34, let me just read it because it's good. John 13, 34. A new commandment I give you that you love one another as I have loved you. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The world knows who God is through our love and relationship with one another. Think about that. This will just turn everything upside down about what you thought church was, right? It did for me. <laughs> We're the body of Christ. We need each other. I am not, Nikki is not the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. The world, all the Christians of the world are the body of Christ collectively. But we in this local church can learn how to be in unity and love and relationship with one another so that we can go outside and show the world who God is. Does that make sense? So before we talk more about honor, I want to talk about, I already just touched on this a little bit, but I wanted to go and talk a little more about the utter importance it is to have relationship with one another in these four. Everything that I'm talking today is in the context of local church, whether it's here or whether you're a part of another local church somewhere else. That's something you have to work out with Holy Spirit, you know? Um, we have people who visit a lot and aren't necessarily part of our body, that, and we welcome that. But um, I, I'm talking about what it looks like in a local church honor, okay? Just wanted to preface that some more. We have to understand how important relationships is before we talk about honor and what it looks like, right? We all have a unique voice. We all have a part to play. We all have it. It's not the person standing up here. It's not a one-man show. <laughs> Every person in here has something, has a unique voice, right, and a role to play inside the local church, inside the body of Christ, okay? It may look different. Maybe your gifting is administration. Maybe, you're, maybe you don't actually have a role inside the local church, but you, you have a role somewhere within the body of Christ, and it's all important. One part is not more important than the other, Okay? So you need me and I need you. I cannot be, 
me without you, and you cannot be you without me. Got it? Therefore, we must have relationship. <laughs> We're all unique and different. Therefore, every local church looks different. I actually don't believe every local church should look the same as one another because how when every person has different giftings and different callings and different vision, right? So in the same way, we need other local churches to be who they're called to be so we can partner with them so we can be the body of Christ. Does that make sense? Okay, so it, every role is important. Every person is important. Every local church is important. So what does a culture of honor look like inside a church? Well, this is a very broad topic. <laughs> honor is very broad. Um, you know, like I said, Tony said, Tony mentioned on Wednesday he wanted to start a series on this for the next week, so I'm sure we're going to be uh, hearing more about from different people what that looks like to them and what's on God's heart, but this is what... I want to just touch on a couple things today. And you guys can help me with my time, too, because I'm not really sure when I started. Can you do that for me? Because um, I want to honor the time limit, too. Um, so a culture of honor, number one, the culture, a culture of honor in the church looks like relational health. I already said that. Like I said, this is our opportunity to learn from one another. In humility because you see what I cannot see and I see what you cannot see and so I actually need you in my life right when you have healthy relationship and healthy community and you realize that the motive is truly love and not control I need to hear that again when you realize that healthy relationship is really love and not control Okay, you're able to allow people into your life to teach you. How many of you know we don't all know it all? I don't know it all. <laughs> Actually, every single day I'm like, I know nothing. What am I doing? Does anybody else feel like that? So I need people to come alongside me who love me and hear from Jesus to say, hey, I know your heart, and, and this isn't who you are. And can I share something that I'm seeing? Not everyone has that access to me, by the way. <laughs> Only the people that God has said ha should have that access to me. Right? So, you know, we have been trying to cultivate a culture of honor here at this church at Revive the World for about six years now. When you walked in here, you probably felt, maybe you felt love. Maybe you felt honor. Maybe you felt family. Maybe you felt safety. Maybe you felt God's presence. It wouldn't be surprising to hear you say that because we hear that all the time. We hear people come in and say, wow, it just feels different here. I don't know what it is. It feels like family or it feels safe or it feels, we hear that, right? All the time. And it's so beautiful. And, and honestly, what I think it is, is honor. Because as a leadership team, as a pastoral team, we have sat down and we have said, this is what we're doing. This is the vision, right? And we've done the hard things, right? To protect the vision and to protect the culture because it's what Holy Spirit said to do. Not because it was a good idea from one of us. It was a God idea, right? 
And so we've been cultivating this and we've been learning and we don't know it all. I can't say that enough. We're learning. We're learning. People who have gone before us, mothers and fathers, are teaching us what this looks like, guiding us, helping us to lead you guys into what God is saying to be, okay? But we're living this out, and it started with a yes. <laughs> Love, safety, family, and presence is where honor is. I truly believe that heaven is attracted to honor. Heaven is attracted to love. Heaven marvels that we would choose to honor one another above disagreeing with one another. Right? Heaven marvels that we choose relationship over disagreeing. Right? Because we choose love anyways. The world does not operate that way. But kingdom looks like that. Kingdom culture looks like that. So honor chooses relationship over everything else. What I mean when I say that is, my relationship with you isn't conditional on your behavior, on your mess, on disagreeing with you. That's what relationship looks like. And that's what it should look like in a church. That's what relational health and kingdom culture looks like. It's relationship. It's honor, right? We may face issues or problems, but my love for you is never turned off. My value for you is what God says about you, regardless of what you're doing. <laughs> right? I choose you. I choose to stay connected with you no matter what's going on. Right? Even if I'm offended. <laughs> and if we're going to choose, part of choosing relationship above everything else is healthy confrontation. People don't like the word confrontation because it can be used in a negative context. But confrontation is a conversation. It's a conversation like we had a conversation earlier. People are asking questions. It's a safe place to ask questions. You can ask questions. We want you to ask questions because we're all learning together, right? It's okay. People feel very uncomfortable when there's a conversation, but it's because we've learned an unhealthy way of talking with each other. We haven't all grown up and, and understood what healthy looks like, right? I know I haven't. I grew up in a family who tends to, I love my family so much. I honor them. I love them. They have sown so much into my life and given me a strong foundation in God to stand on. But like other families, we have our struggles sometimes, and sometimes what it was was being passive about everything, not wanting to ruffle feathers, not wanting to have the conversation because it's uncomfortable. But that actually isn't choosing relationship first because when, you, when you're afraid to have a conversation, that means you don't actually care about the person enough to be uncomfortable enough to have it. Does that make sense? If I'm going around being offended at everyone and I just don't ever want to say anything to them because I don't want to say anything, I don't want to ruffle any feathers, then I don't care about my relationship with them because if I did, I would want to be fix it. I would want to go in there and be like, hey, I don't like this. I want to stay connected with you. Can we work through this together? Can I, I want to understand you. Can I understand you? It's seeking to understand one another, right? I wouldn't have a healthy marriage if we just never talked about our stuff. 
in a lot of our marriage, we did that, didn't we, honey? <laughs> well, I did. I, I, I had a hard time with confrontation, with healthy confrontation, with understanding and, and having the conversation and dealing with things. And so I would hide. I would just, I'll just go to sleep and maybe it'll just go away. I'm scared, right? Anybody been there? And then I learned that that's not, that's not humility and that's not keeping my connection on because there's another person in this party. It's not just about me. To honor, we have to, be, have, to have humility. It's impossible to honor without humility. You guys good? I just want you to know, and I say this every time I teach, but just say it again for the sake of, I need to be sitting right here listening to myself, okay? I do not have this figured out. I am learning. I'm growing. Holy Spirit is helping me. The people that I've surrounded myself with that are truth tellers to me are helping me. And so I'm growing and learning too. I don't have it all together. So don't feel shame or guilt if, if you feel a little conviction. It's just Jesus, Holy Spirit is taking us to deeper levels of intimacy here. Okay, that's the whole point of this. We're learning and we're growing together. And sometimes we have to have these talks, right? Because that's what we're called to. That's what we're called to as a church body is relational health. And so we have to deal with things like this. We have to talk about them. Um, you know, another, uh, okay, let me give you a couple examples of what it looks like to honor, okay, and have, and choose relationship first. Working together, keeping our heart connected, no matter what, even through disagreements, having the hard conversations, right? Humility, seeking to understand the other person. Because I don't know how about you guys, but it's easy to assume what other people are thinking and feeling, but sometimes we actually need to ask how they're feeling and thinking and really understand them because we care about people. If we care about people, then we have to seek to understand them. That's one of the things I love about God is he knows me. I'm seen and I'm known and I'm heard by the God of the universe because most of my life I haven't felt seen and known and understood by people, you know? And so to know that he knows me, he knows my intentions of my heart is beautiful. And, and we have to work at that to understand each other's intentions, right? What did you mean when you said that? Can you help me understand? My motive here is to understand because I want to stay connected with you. Can you tell me what you meant when you, by what you said? Right? This is healthy stuff. You can use this in any relationship and marriage, and friendship, and family, immediate family, right? And we should definitely be doing this in the local church. We don't gossip. Why? Because talking bad about people is hurtful to relationship. <laughs> it's not because we want to set things to control people and give you a set of rules to follow, and if you don't follow them, you're kicked out of the church. That's not why we have guidelines in place. We have guidelines to protect relationship. One of the guidelines is you don't gossip. Praise God. Because you know what gossip does? It creates an unsafe place for me to be. If, I, if you're gossiping to me about other people, if, if people are gossiping around the church about others, then I feel unsafe to be myself. I feel unsafe to be free to be me because you're going to go talk bad about me. You're going to misunderstand me, right? You're going to misunderstand my intentions, and you're going to talk about other people. And so I don't feel safe with you. I'm not going to be vulnerable with you. I don't trust you. A culture of honor creates a safe place 
to be real and to be honest, right? So the wisdom is when you have a problem with someone, go to them quickly. Healthy confrontation quickly. Don't give yourself time to vent to other people. Let me tell you something. Venting to other people is just a really good excuse to gossip. (laughs) Guys, this is not new to me. I've been in church my whole life, okay? It's not, it's not a good excuse. It's, you, the only conversation you should be having about another person with is Holy Spirit. Even I've come to Owen before and been like, I don't know how to handle the situation. He's like, honey, if this has nothing to do with me, then you just need to stop and go handle it with the person. He won't even let me talk to him about anyone. Thank God. Thank you, Owen, for keeping me accountable in that. I'm thankful for you. Right? That's how it should be. If this has nothing to do with me, then you should go talk to them about it. Because I care about you guys having a good, solid connection. And I also will change my view of that person if it's negative. And I don't want to have a bad view of someone else. I want to have God's view of someone else. Right? This is important stuff that we should talk about, guys. Right? Uh, One time I heard this person say, am I still good on time? Uh, One time I heard this person say she was talking to someone and they were gossiping about someone. And it wasn't anybody here. It was someone from a different church that I went to, like, a conference, and they were, she was teaching. And she said, I was listening to this person gossip and talk terribly about this person. And all of a sudden, I smelt. I f- literally smelled something really terrible, like something rotting, like this rotten smell. And she said, immediately, I knew Holy Spirit was trying to get my attention and tell me something because I'd never experienced that before. And I just asked Holy Spirit in my head, like, what is this? What's the smell? What do you, what's? And he said, this is what gossip smells like to me. Smells like rotten flesh. Think about that next time you want to talk and vent about someone who's God's child. Right? Our words are powerful. What we say about people, what comes out of our mouth about people, has power on it. Are you guys okay? I'm 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 talking to myself, guys, okay? Like we okay, let me get on to my next point. Because I really want to get to this next one. Choosing relationship first means keeping my love on no matter what. Okay? Um, A culture of honor looks like submitting one to another. Ephesians 5.21 says, submit one to another in the fear of the Lord. The title of that little part in the Bible, you know how they have like titles on the little paragraphs, is wisdom. It's wisdom to submit one to another. Why? That word, like uh, Natalie said earlier, that word submit, we can take that in a negative context because we think of someone, me cowering on the floor, submitting to someone who's lording over me, uh, controlling me, manipulating me, talking down to me, telling me what I should do, and if I don't do it, then I'm kicked to the curb and struck down by lightning, right? We have that idea sometimes of what submission looks like, and that's not what it is at all. Submission is a covering of love. And relational health and wholeness, submission means you're covering me with your love. And it says submit one to another. It's not one person up here saying, submit to me, bow down. It's a cover. It's submit one to another. You help me, I help you. You need me, I need you. You see what I can't see, Joe. I'm just talking to you right now. I don't know why. (laughs) I see what you can't see, right? That's what it is. That's a covering of love. And it's out of the motive of I truly love you. 
because depending on the motive, right? I'm accountable to you and you're accountable to me. Why? Because we love one another. And we actually need each other. I'm telling you guys, I have never, I have grown more in my relationship with Jesus, my calling and my giftings by being accountable to people in my life who love me and who hear from Jesus. I have grown exponentially fast in all those, right? They know, they see me, they know me better than anyone else. <laughs> they say, they've seen all the mess because I'm accountable to them because I have given them access to my life. Our giftings and our callings are dangerous without a covering of love. Dangerous. When we are alone and we are not in humility and we are not submitted to another person, then we just go off and do whatever we want and we can get way off course, right? Because again, you see what I cannot see. Okay? I just had this conversation with one of my best friends the other day in, this, in our pastoral team. We, we talked on the phone and, and I said something. I said, this is what I'm, he said, help me understand. And he's like, well, this is what I'm seeing. I'm like, wow, I didn't see it that way. Okay, yeah, you're right. I, I didn't know. I honestly, truly didn't know. Right? We have to have a covering of love. Who is pouring into your life that you're accountable to? Who, who have you given access to your life? Have you ever said to anyone, hey, I just want you to know, I feel like this is a really good, this is a divine connection here, and I just want you to know, I give you access to my life to tell me when I'm, maybe, you don't, you know, something's going on that maybe I don't see. Have you ever done that? If not, you should. It's really important. It's really important. Okay. Philippians 2.3. I'm trying to get through this. Okay. Philippians 2.3. The title of this is Unity Through Humility. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. We actually are supposed to esteem others better than that. That's what humility is. It's, saying, it's being teachable. It's being teachable. It's saying, wow, I don't know everything, and you, I give you access to my life because you love me. You know, only give access to people who truly love you. <laughs> That's probably wisdom, too. That's a word of wisdom, you know, who love Jesus, hear from Jesus, and who actually love you, okay? Who you can be vulnerable and safe with, okay? Not everyone gets access to me. There's levels of access you get, okay? Even as a leader over many people, that's something that you have to learn. You have to learn boundaries. You have to learn it's not to control. It's because I have to, I'm in charge of keeping what Jesus tells me to keep safe, right? Like I wouldn't let just someone walk into my house and start disciplining my kids that I don't know because that's not, I'm, I'm in charge of creating a safe culture for them. You don't get access to disciplining my kids because you don't have the same culture as me. And I'm the parent. Jesus has put me in charge of their life. Does this make sense? Okay, the culture of honor looks like recognizing and honoring the vision of the local church that you're attending. Jesus has put leaders in place for a reason to carry out a vision for this unique body member. Everybody's different. 
Every church, local church body is different, has a different vision, has a different culture, right? They're all amazing. They're all needed, okay? Not one is greater than another. When we're a part of a local church family, we recognize and we honor leadership. Why? So they can control us? No, because God has placed them there for a reason to carry out a specific vision for that church. So we honor what they are doing. We want actually serve them is what it is. We serve the vision of the local church. I am serving the vision of Revive the World by everything that I'm called to do here at this church. That is what Owen and I have decided to do because that's healthy. That's what being a part of a, health, uh, of a family of God looks like, a church family. If you don't know the vision, how can you serve it? How do you know where you, what your role is? Right? That's why I'm talking about this today. And I think it's something that we need to talk about regularly, you know, more often so that we can be reminded of it. Because I, I forget sometimes too, why am I doing what I'm doing, you know? You know, I'm volunteer coordinator. One of the things I do is volunteer, uh, coordinate volunteers here at the church, leaders, volunteer leaders. And so I have to have these meetings with them every year. I don't have to, I get to. I get to have these meetings with them because they are incredible leaders here. I get to have these meetings with them and we get to talk about what's the vision here? What are we trying to do? right? It it helps people make plain the vision, and so they can run with it. And it's not, you need to do this, and I need you to do this. No, I'm saying, hey, this is the vision. How can we run with it together? What do you guys see that I don't see? What what can you bring that you want to bring, right? That's what a local church looks like. Having, honoring the leadership in the local church that you're a part of is honoring the vision that God has placed there. It's not to control. It's a covering of love so that we can work together because we're supposed to be doing this together. I cannot do this alone. The nine of us pastors cannot do this alone. We have to all do this together. We cannot do what we do unless we have people volunteering, unless we have people doing their part, right? It's impossible. And we submit one to another so that we can grow in love. That is the point. Being a part of a local church, being under a covering of love, is so that we can grow in love and unity because Colossians 3.14 says that love is the mark of maturity. Love is the mark of maturity. I don't care how prophetic you are. I've actually seen, I've gone to ministries where I've seen people with huge healing ministries, huge prophetic giftings, huge signs and wonders. And I'm like, this is amazing. God is obviously moving here, but I don't feel any love or honor. And just, I'm dialoguing with Holy Spirit here. I'm not saying that. I'm just, I'm dialoguing with Holy Spirit Love is the mark of maturity. It says in 1 Corinthians 13, without love, we have nothing. We're just a clanging symbol, right? So we must, so part of being part of the local church is growing in love together because I don't, I'm growing too. I need you and you need me, right? It's being taught and discipled through one another. So to close, I just want to read really quickly. Sarah, you can go ahead and start playing. Thank you for watching time for me. 1 Corinthians 13. I'm going to just read that. Close. 
because it's all about love. Are we all good? Love you guys. I truly do. I truly do. And this is this is good. God is doing something. I really, I think I already said this, but I really believe Jesus is calling us into a deeper intimacy relationally with one another. And that's why we're having these conversations. That's why these things are coming up. Because we're learning together what it looks like. Because we don't know unless we teach each other, unless we learn together, unless Holy Spirit teaches us, right? We don't know. And so, um, yeah, I just break off any lies of the enemy that would come here and say this isn't a safe place. I break off any lies of the enemy that would say that there is not a place for you here. Yeah. I break off any lies of the enemy that said that there's there's no no nowhere for you here, that this is an unsafe place because that's not true. That's not true. We truly love you and we truly care about you. We care about relationship over everything. Jesus, we love you. I just want to read as we kind of let Sarah play. just want to read this, and then we're just going to encounter Jesus. Is that okay? Though I speak with tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but I have love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails. God, I just thank you that through your strength, we can love one another the way that you love us. I thank you that you've made a way that this isn't hard to honor each other and love each other because when we're loved well by you, we can give out of the overflow of what we've already received. So Jesus, we allow you access to us to love us right now. Thank you for the grace to grow, to transform into the image of who you created us to be with all the unique abilities and giftings and callings that we have. We just give them to you right now. We just lay down, we lay it all down at your feet and we say, you have access to us. We are submitted to you because you are our covering of love. You love us, you truly love us. You are Lord of our life in every area. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Just believe Jesus wants to pour his love on us right now, firm us right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Would you guys stand with me so we can receive? Just to get in a posture of receiving from him right now. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you for stretching us so that we can become all that you created us to be. Thank you that you're safe, God. You're safe. You see us and you know us and you love us and you are for us. 
Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to place the correct value on the, of the person in front of us, no matter where we go. Help us to see people through your eyes, God. Help us to honor one another the way you honor us, God. Putting relationship above everything else because people are our purpose. People are not our problem, people are our purpose. We get to do this together, we get to love one another. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. I just believe holy this is a good opportunity for Holy Spirit just to be just be in conversation with Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit, I give you access to my life. Holy Spirit, I lay it all down at your feet. Would you teach me? Would you show me? Would you show me if there's any messes I need to clean up? Would you show me if there's a conversation I need to have? Is there an offense that I have that I need to go talk with someone in? Is there an opportunity for me to choose relationship right now? Is there an opportunity for me to choose relationship? trust you. We surrender to you. We love you, Jesus. Jesus wants to reveal himself to us today. He wants to show us what honor looks like. Imagine Jesus standing in front of you. Imagine him standing right here. What's he saying to you? How's he honoring you? Jesus, show us how you honor us. feel weird to hear that Jesus wants to honor us. <laughs> but let me tell you, he showed us how he honors us when he gave his life to us. We are, we may not be deserving of his worship, of his honor, but we are worthy of his honor and his love because he showed us that when he died on the cross for us. So would you allow Jesus to love you right now? Would you allow him to love on you?
Jesus came and he became man and he, he served us. He showed us who he is. He showed us what love looks like. To serve and wash the feet of the one in front of you, even the one who's going to betray you. believe there's grace in the room grace in the room to be able to love and honor well just reach out and grab it for yourself thank you Jesus for helping us be healthy so we can reveal who you are to the world around us thank you for helping us honor our spouse our kids, our mothers, our fathers, our friends, our neighbors, and each other. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. So I just want you guys to, if you're in, if you're receiving from Jesus right now, if he's loving you, to stay in that place. Thank you, God. But I also want to have our prayer team come up if you need prayer, if you need encouragement. We have people up here that want to love on you, honor you, give you words of encouragement. We just bless you guys. Bless you. We're so glad that you're here and you're a part of what we're doing and we believe in you. I feel like someone needs to hear that. We believe in you. We believe in your gifting. We believe in your calling. We believe in you. And we truly want to serve you and help you be all that you can be in humility and love. Would you allow us to let you let would you allow us to serve you? Yeah. Would you allow us to serve you? We love you guys. <laughs>Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.org. 